Welcome back to the Psyche Awakening. I'm your host, Jessica Clowers, and today we are exploring the mysteries behind telepathy and remote viewing. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, telepathy is defined as communication from one mind to another by extrasensory means. Remote viewing is much different, and I will explain why shortly, but first we are going to break down the definition of telepathy. Parapsychologists divide telepathy into three specific types, and the first type is intuitive telepathy, which is the transfer of information about the past, future, or present state of an individual's mind through PSI to another individual. Now, PSI is just a term that parapsychologists use as a general blanket for all psychic phenomena that cannot be explained. Next, we have emotive telepathy, which is the emotional transfer of sensations and feelings from one individual to another through altered states of consciousness. And third, we have superconscious telepathy that involves tapping into the cosmic consciousness to access the collective pool of wisdom. Now, we talked about some of this last week in the Claire's episode, so this would be directly related to the claircognizant, clear knowing, clairvoyant, clear vision, and clear empathy, clear feeling. So here are a few examples of telepathy. Let's say that you're minding your own business and focused on a task when all of a sudden you start thinking about someone. And within seconds, the phone rings and it's that person. Another example. You know exactly what someone is about to say word for word right before they speak it. So let's talk about remote viewing for just a second. Remote viewing is different in the sense that it was actually developed in a scientific lab in the 1970s. Remote viewing is not just clairvoyance or clear seeing. It is a cocktail of various senses like seeing, hearing, smelling, and tasting. Remote viewing is something that is used in extensive scientific research, government intelligence work, and criminal investigations. The initial research program was funded by the CIA in the beginning of 1970. Remote viewing research began in 1972 at the Stanford Research Institute in Menlo Park, California. The efforts were initially focused on a few gifted individuals and the individuals who showed potential were put through training and taught how to use talents for psychic warfare. In 2017, the CIA declassified 12 million pages of records, which eventually became known as Project Stargate. By the time the program was shut down in 1995, these remote viewers had taken part in many operations from locating hostages kidnapped by terrorist groups to tracing the paths of fugitives here in the United States. The CIA shut down its work with ESP in the late 1970s and the program moved to the U.S. Army's Fort Meade in Maryland, where it was funded by the Defense Intelligence Agency. Over the next two decades, Congress continued to approve funds for the remote viewing program. The Pentagon continued to deny it was spending any money on psychic research, even though reports had leaked out in the 1980s outlining the details of these experiments. Finally, in 1995, the CIA released a report conducted by the Independent American Institute for Research declaring Stargate as a failure and claiming that it remains unclear whether the existence of a paranormal phenomenon has been demonstrated. I've posted some links to these declassified documents just in case you're interested in exploring this topic further. 
You can find more information on my Facebook page in the comments section of this podcast post. Now let's get back to the topic of telepathy. How does someone develop these skills? Most of us have already experienced this without even trying, and we have no idea how we even did it. For some of us, just the thought of telepathy can trigger questions and fears of the unknown, ultimately stopping some of us in our tracks of pursuing these skills. These fears are associated with the unknown and our ignorance associated with what these experiences might be. We may not want to see, hear, feel, smell, taste, or know anything that might frighten us. We don't even know if there's necessarily anything to be afraid of, but sometimes our imaginations can get the best of us. If you are interested in developing this skill, I always recommend starting this journey with a clean energy channel from a higher vibration. And what I mean by that is having a healthy, balanced chakra system with a glowing aura. And here's why. One of the biggest fears that people have is letting something bad in while they are opening new doors or portals in their mind. And this is a good and healthy fear to have, by the way. In fact, I might be a little worried if this was no concern to you at all. When our chakras are healthy and balanced, they spin freely in a clockwise direction. And this creates a protective shield around your chakra, like a vortex of energy that nothing can penetrate. When all seven of our main chakras are healthy and balanced, the same thing happens to our aura, which is the bubble or energy field surrounding your body. Imbalanced or blocked chakras represent the presence of negative energies, such as emotional traumas or physical illness, disease, or weakness. So when you have an imbalanced or blocked chakra, there are weak spots in your aura, which is the bubble protecting you from lower vibrations. A shield is not as effective when there are holes in it. Now, as long as you are dedicated to your own healing and restoration of energy, it should not take very long to balance your chakras. This process will vary for each person depending on how many imbalances or blockages you have and the severity of them. Through this process, you will naturally awaken your spiritual senses. Once you get yourself clean, energetically speaking, is when I recommend pursuing these higher levels of consciousness through meditation and channeling. I like to recommend the book Opening to Channel by Sonia Roman and Dwayne Parker. There's some really good information in this book about how to connect with your spirit guide and channel higher vibrations, and this will be a very important step in your spiritual development process. As I've mentioned before, practice always makes perfect no matter what skill it is that you are working on improving. There are a few exercises for telepathy that you can practice at home with a friend. First, you must decide who will be the sender and who will be the receiver. This can be done in person or over the phone. Both of you will relax in a comfortable position. Close your eyes and take a few deep breaths to center yourself. Try to keep a blank mind and not think of anything at all. The sender will think of a color, for example, and visualizes this color as a vivid, bright, glowing color or light, if you wish. The sender lets the receiver know when they are ready to begin and continues to visualize their color as bright as they possibly can. You might even want to repeat the sound of the color in your mind to help you stay focused, like 
blue, 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 over and over again. Meanwhile, the receiver stays relaxed with a still mind until they intuitively sense the color being sent to them. This might come across as a visual color or the sound of the color, such as blue, 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 or maybe even just a clear knowing that the color is blue. I used colors as an example to get you comfortable with this practice, but as you progress, you can use anything you wish for practice, such as images, objects, places, etc. Practicing your visualization skills can really enhance your clear abilities. For instance, as you are sitting quietly alone in meditation, try visualizing something very simple like a slice of garlic bread. See the garlic bread as clear as you possibly can in your mind. Look at all the details of it. See, hear, touch, smell, and taste the garlic bread in your visualization. What does it sound like when you are chewing it? How does it smell and what does it taste like? If you open your eyes from that meditation and you either feel like you just ate a piece of garlic bread or you are now hungry for a piece of garlic bread, it's working, congratulations. Pay attention to what senses were the strongest to you. Maybe you could smell and taste it well, but the visual was blurry. Know your strengths and practice making them even stronger. Know your weaknesses and build them into strengths at your own discretion. If you have any questions about what I've discussed today, please feel free to reach out to me at thepsycheawakening at gmail.com. If you are interested in getting yourself clean, energetically speaking, send me an email and mention this podcast for a free chakra health assessment. I can tell you exactly where your imbalances or blockages are, if you have any at all, and how long it might take for you to get clean energetically. Thank you so much for joining me today. Join me again next week to learn more about the psychic medium. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sonoran Souls and on Instagram and Twitter at Psyche Awakening.